0: Here we go, 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 here we go. go. I know where we're going. You don't have to say it 40 times. Here we go, here, stop it. Here we go, stop it. Here we, here we, stop it. Okay, ready? Yes. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is Harlan Williams. You're listening to the Harlan Highway Podcast. Uh, great to have y'all here. This is all we're gonna have a good time. We have a very uh, interesting show today. My goodness, um, we're gonna be talking to uh, actually a gentleman from New York who ha- suffers uh, sadly from a, a disease called elephantitis, and apparently he is very up in arms, and his society of of fellow elephantitis sufferers are upset that Bradley Cooper, the famous movie star, is doing a play on Broadway based on the Elephant Man, John Merrick, uh, a man who suffered from elephantitis back in London back in the day. So he's going to be calling in, and uh, it's going to get heated, I'm sure. Um, also, um, we uh, I went to a seance. I went to a real live seance. It was very kind of eerie and weird. And spooky and uh, kind of a fun thing to do. I'll tell you all about that. And also some really great letters. We're going to dip into the mailbag. Some great letters from uh, some of the pavement pounders. So let's go. This is the Harland Highway. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, I'd like to introduce
0: the Harland Highway.
1: I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What is he like anyway? He's oh. a not You're to need a bigger
0: listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't
1: you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Oh, man, what do you expect? You guys? a gigolo, man. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway.
0: Weird. Just plain weird. You're
1: not on me. Satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money for believe me.
0: Are you scared, kids? Are you scared? Oh boy, uh I went to a real life seance the other night. And it was kind of creepy. Okay, Roger, you can cut the creepy music. Roger, Roger. It was kind of creepy, but I can't say that I was really super scared. Um, There's this facility, this place in uh, Los Angeles called the Magic Castle, and it's an incredible... um, it's an incredible place. It's it's kind of looks like an old castle, an old mansion, and it's very big. There's a lot of rooms and chambers and bars and and um, you can go there for dinner, and then after dinner you can go down and catch like a, a couple of different magic shows. There's there there's rooms where guys are sitting up close and doing sleight of hand. There's rooms where there's an actual stage and a showroom and. There's all kinds of magic going on and there's one room you can rent out and it's a big kind of round room and uh it seats about I think it seats about 10 or 15 people or 16 people and we filled it out a whole group of us went and the room is is adorned with uh some of Houdini's uh authentic artifacts and uh, you know old bookshelves and candelabras and chandeliers and vintage uh, antiquities that that give give the uh, place a real uh, a real kind of old kind of uh, enchanted vibe, kind of a bit like a haunted house. And so we all sat around in this in this private room and we had a nice dinner. and then after the dinner, Uh, A guy comes in, a clairvoyant or whatever you want to call him, all dressed in black, and kind of puts on a little show slash seance thing. And basically, um, he, like, lowered the lights and lit some candles and tried to bring back Houdini from the dead, which was a bit of a bummer because we were all thinking, you know, we'd get to pick who we wanted to come back from the dead. I, In all honesty, I'll do respect to Houdini. I really, you know, wh- what do you say to Houdini when he comes back? Hey, Houdini, how's tricks? You know, but I'm bump. Um, so I think we were all kind of hoping that someone was going to pick a family member or we we're going to pick a celebrity or s- someone notorious, someone famous. Uh, but nonetheless uh, the lights go out and and uh, you know doors start creaking and candles start flickering and and items start moving around the room and voices voices start coming and and as as good an effort as they made to make it kind of scary it's kind of weird to hear haunted ghost voices coming through a sound system. I think what you got to do is you got to, you got to, when everything goes dark, there has to be a hidden panel in the wall and a real guy or girl has to step into the room because you can tell the difference between something that's kind of recorded and something that that's real. Um, so, so then they had the table rig that, you know, towards the end of the seance, the table started like moving up and down and bouncing and sliding and... It, it was it was kind of kooky so uh, we did not we did not see Houdini we did not see his ghost um you know we tried and tried but it did not happen. Old Houdini did not come back from the other side the other side um but it was fun man it's it's always it's always a little weird when you when you kind of stick the probe. Into the into the nether world when you when you kind of you know we walk around all day and we go oh our friends are in heaven and people are you know moved moved on and you don't really tap into that that other plane but when when you're sitting in a dark room as a group holding hands and you're actually making an attempt to reach the other side and reach other people and spirits and. It's a, little, it's a little unnerving. It's a little unsettling. It it's a, kind of creates a weird, panicky excitement. And a few of the people in the room were, were a little uh, fidgety and, and anxious. And, and so it was a, kind of a unique little adventure. I mean, how, how many of you can say in the last 10 years you've sat in a circle and had a seance? Not many, except for the devil worshippers that listen to this show. You guys are okay. I'll, I'll carve you guys out, devil worshippers. Ah, oh, oh! Um. So, anyways, that was our our little uh, our little séance adventure. Oh, who's that? Houdini? Is that you? Houdini? Oh my God! He's coming! He's coming!
1: Ah, Roger, go to a commercial It's Houdini. Ah. Billy Fever made me feel right. It got the best of me Getting
0: down, so deep a a drown i can't get back the way i used to be um so um let's skip ahead here to a uh, a new category if you don't mind everybody um, apparently, uh, Bradley Cooper, the star of American Sniper and, uh, oh, what's that one? Uh, the hangover and, you know, you know, silver linings playbook, all his
1: popular movies.
0: Uh, apparently he's doing a play on Broadway called the elephant man. And for those of you that don't know who the elephant man was, this was a guy in, in England, Way back in the, I can't even tell you, but it was a long time ago. And a gentleman named John Merrick suffered from a disease called elephantitis, which uh, disfigures the, 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 the body. It uh, it creates giant growths, and it, it enlarges the bones, and it, it's just a horrible disfiguring Um. Uh, disease that that uh, causes all kinds of physical problems as you can imagine, and uh, it disfigures the body. It contorts the body. It 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 causes the, uh, the 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 muscles and the fat and everything to close in on the face and the mouth, and it it distorts the speech. And it's just a horrible disease. It it's it's just ugh. And so uh, Bradley Cooper is doing this play about the elephant man on, st- on stage and on Broadway. And I guess there are still people in the world who have elephantitis, which is which is horrible. And uh, I guess the, there's a small group called uh, the Elephant Society. And these people are up in arms that um, Bradley Cooper is doing this play. They feel that it mocks um, the disease. Um, most people recognize the play as just kind of telling the story of John Merrick, but people feel uh, in the Elephant Society that that uh, that that uh, you know this movie and this play are profiting on the backs of people with this horrible affliction, and so we have a call. Uh, Coming in today from the uh, founder and president of the uh, Elephant Society. Um, And this gentleman actually suffers from uh, elephantitis. Um, Larry Funlumps is... (laughs) Wait a minute. Roger, what's his name? Larry Funlumps? It's German? It's pronounced what? Funlumps. Funlumps. Okay, well it it's it's it reads Larry Funlumps. It's Funlumps. Okay, all right, his ancestry must be German. So uh let's get him queued up, Raj. And let's uh let's hear what uh, Larry Funlumps uh, has to say about uh, Bradley Cooper doing the elephant man on Broadway. Uh Hello Larry, are you there?
1: Yes. Williams, I'm here.
0: Okay, uh, Larry, uh, good to have you on the on the line. And uh, wow, why don't uh, you just tell us what what your objection is to uh, Bradley Cooper's Elephant Man?
1: But as you explain in the introduction, Williams, uh, we are very distinguished people, and we don't need we don't need people shoveling on the back. And people with and
0: okay, I'm having a little trouble uh, understanding you well I'm sorry Mr. Williams,
1: but my face weighs about sixty five pounds.
0: Your face
1: weighs sixty five pounds. This I have growth I have my lip pressed together. I have very difficult time talking with Mr. Williams.
0: Okay, well, we're going to do our best. We understand. Uh,
1: take your time. Well, thank you very much. And we feel that people will see elephant clubs and feel that we don't want people making money off of our, our district Oh, okay,
0: okay. Okay. Um... And uh, are are you guys planning uh, legal action?
1: We we have put a cease and desist order to Mr. Bradley Cooper. And if if that cease and desist order is not met, we are planning a protest or a stampede. A,
0: a, A protest and a what?
1: A stampede. A stampede? Yes, Mr. Williams. The one thing you don't want to do is get a herd of elephants. You.
0: Well, I, okay. When you say stampede, what does that mean? I'm sure you watched the many nature
1: shows, Mr. Williams, where elephants, when they get irritated, they band together and they stampede, and they can be very, very destructive. Are
0: you, are you saying you're going to stampede Broadway?
1: If we have to, Mr. Williams, if we have to, we will.
0: Well, that sounds a little dangerous. Are you talking about everyone from the Elephant Club uh, banding together and charging down the middle of of Broadway?
1: That's that's what it comes to, Mr. Williams. We as a society do not tolerate being mocked in the public eye by someone such as Bradley Cooper or the Broadway community. It's inappropriate, it's insulting, and it's degrading. To say the very least, Mr. Williams, excuse me while I move one of my boils over. Uh, What are you doing, sir? One of my boils has moved over the top of my lip and I just pushing it to his side, so bear with me. My God! There we go, Mr. William. Now I can talk a little bit more clearly as you can see.
0: Yes, that sounds, sounds a little clearer. Thank you, Larry. Um, now, now, I understand your, your uh, sensitivity to, uh, you know, somebody doing a play and profiting from, from uh, horrible affliction. Um, to enlighten our listeners, uh, maybe you can... Um
1: I know where you're going with this, Mr. Williams, and I would be happy to tell you why I was so sensitive. That the, the, the disease of elephantiasis actually makes us look like an elephant to a degree. And it is not...
0: Take your time. It's. You might want to move one of those
1: boils. Thank you, Mr. Williams. Thank you. Um, it is not easy living in today's modern society, the cosmetic society, where everybody is and goes to the plastic surgeon and looks perfect. And us at the Elephant Club, we have these, our affliction is so severe that cosmetic surgery cannot alter our physical appearance.
0: Wow, that, that is sad to hear. With all the advancements, with all the skills, the expertise, it, with cosmetic surgery, to know that, that your condition is so severe that not even that can be of, of any
1: assistance. It's very disheartening, Mr. Williams. And what aggravates the problem is when people like myself or people from our society, the Ellison Club, walk down the street. People throwing peanuts at us.
0: People throwing penis at you? Peanuts. P- I'm sorry, penis? Pe- peanuts. Oh, peanuts. People throwing peanuts? Yes, Mr. Williams. People throwing peanuts at us. Because you, you appear like an elephant, people are throwing peanuts at you.
1: Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. And it's hurtful, it's resulting, and it makes me very mad.
0: Okay, settle down. Just take your time, Larry.
1: Thank you, Mr. Williams. Um... And, um, so wheat.
0: Now, now, if you don't mind me interjecting, it it also sounds like you, you, uh, outside of you possibly bringing legal action to, towards Br- Bradley Cooper and shutting down the Elephant Man, which I I might add is is been very successful.
1: Well, it's been successful on the backs of us elephant people.
0: Yes, and and I I hear that, but but there's another uh, lawsuit pending, isn't
1: there? Well. I'm not necessarily want to talk about that one,
0: Mr. Williams. Well, I think, in fairness, we have to talk about it. You, you ran into some trouble at at the at the New York uh, City Zoo. Uh,
1: Well, I don't know if you call it trouble, there there have been some accusations thrown around, but uh... well, apparently,
0: you were uh, you were watching the elephants. Uh, and and some some tourists saw you behind some bushes uh, doing
1: something. I was um, I had to, I had to go to, uh, I had to urinate, Mr. Williams, and I, as you know, we cannot walk very briskly, so I had to go to the nearest spot I could and urinate in the bushes.
0: Well, that's that's not the story we have here from the Associated Press. They they said you were spotted behind some bushes by the elephant enclosure with your
1: penis out. Well, that's how one urinates. You have to take your penis out.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they're claiming, according to this, that you you weren't urinating, that you were watching the elephants, uh, with people describing a lustful look in your eyes. And it looked like you were doing some kind of rep- repetitive motion. The bushes were thrashing around.
1: I was, I was simply urinating, Mr. Williams, okay? I don't know what people are implying.
0: Well, if, if you want me to get right down to brass tacks, uh, Larry, uh, pardon me for saying, but, but people are accusing you of, of masturbating in the bushes right by the elephant enclosure.
1: I was not masturbating. I was, not, I was simply admiring the beauty of the elephants. They're large, uh, unbelievable creatures. They are spectacles of nature. Well, of
0: course, they're spectacles of nature, but, but there are several eyewitness accounts that, that, that I hate to say this, but it, it, apparently you were staring at the elephants and pleasuring yourself in, in the bushes right by their, their enclosure.
1: I was not, I was not pleasuring myself.
0: Take a breath, sir. <laughs> sir.
1: I was not pleasuring myself to the elephants.
0: Well, you know, people say that you were looking at them with, with very lustful eyes and, and you were doing a repetitive motion back and forth with your arm Uh, and and they said it was accelerating, it was getting more vigorous. It's not true. I was
1: was doing a tinkle, a number one in the bushes.
0: And then they said you started making, uh, it sounded like pleasurable moans that escalated into almost like elephant noises.
1: I I thoroughly and completely deny Side Mr. Williams, and if you're trying to divert the attention from Bradley Cooper's Elephant Man, shame on you. Shame on you for saying such say, a thing.
0: Well, sir, I hate to say it, but if in fact these charges are true that you were uh, that you were getting off in the bushes while you were watching the elephants, I have to say, shame on you. Well
1: I'm sure you understand it's very difficult for a man in my position to derive any sexual pleasure or find a sexual partner in the real world.
0: Well, I can imagine dating can't be easy for someone with elephantitis.
1: So why don't you do the math, Mr. Williams? What would you do if you couldn't get a date and you were all pent up and by the way, my textacles You're what? My testicles.
0: Your text... Your What? My testicles. Your testicles.
1: That's right. Each of my testicles, due to the elephant my right testicle weighs 72 pounds. 72
0: pounds? And my left testicle weighs 26 pounds. Well, there's always a crooked one. Is that supposed to be funny, Mr. Williams? <laughs> no, I'm just saying... So you can imagine how much he backed
1: up into my testicles. And when I went to the zoo and I saw the elephants, I couldn't help but get excited.
0: So are you saying this really happened? No,
1: I'm not, Mr. Williams. And I think we can stick to, the, to what I called you for. Bradley Cooper is an insult to the elephant club. And if he's not careful, we're going to form a stampede at his house.
0: You're going to stampede Bradley Cooper's house.
1: I think I've said enough, Mr. Williams. I've made my point, and...
0: If we could just get back to what you were doing in the bushes at the zoo.
1: I was removed from the premises of the zoo, and if you want to pursue that any further, you can talk to my lawyer. Good day, Mr. Williams.
0: Okay, go- is he going?
1: Yes, I'm going. Good day. <coughs> what was that? Nothing.
0: No, I thought I heard I heard something.
1: It was nothing, Mr. <coughs>
0: Are you getting upset?
1: No, I'm not getting upset.
0: Okay? I'm just... <coughs> it sounds like you're turning into...
1: <coughs> I'm
0: <coughs> oh, my God. Roger, oh, my God. What's he doing? Oh, my God. Is he gone? That got scary. Well, there you go. Uh... An interesting story, to say the least, that, you know, it can't be easy having elephantitis. And and I get the sentiment that to have someone uh, doing a play and someone as as popular and famous as Bradley Cooper, who's, you know, let's face it, living a charmed life right now, um, is out there kind of doing this thing that that some might perceive as insensitive and and, uh, exploitive even. Uh, but that doesn't excuse uh, th- this story that apparently Mr. Uh, Funlumps was was at the zoo. Um, it sounds like, as as we stated, doing something uh, highly irregular in the bushes just off off the the edge of the uh, watching the elephants in their enclosure. So we'll we'll keep an eye on both these stories and maybe we'll have uh, Larry Funlumps. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm sorry to laugh, but that name is just, it's almost like fate handed this guy to two horrible hands. First with with the uh, elephantitis, and then th- that's not really the name you want if you've got elephantitis. So so uh, we'll keep an eye on these stories. Maybe we'll have Mr. Uh, Funlumps back as this goes along and, and see what's happening. Uh, but uh, interesting stuff. I mean, you can't even make this stuff up can you um so um uh, so we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes gang uh let's let's move on raj interesting call Oh, yes. Let's end the show with a few of your letters, shall we? Um, first of all, I want to thank you guys for calling in, uh, uh, writing in, I should say. I, I love it when you call in, but just love it as much when you write in as well. Um, so let's, uh, let's get to a few of your letters. We haven't read any for a little while. Uh, here is a letter from Andrew Wilson. The subject says, uh, Fudgy Wudgy Greatness. Okay, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face is my indie movie that uh, I, I shot and is now playing on my uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, and if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, you're, you're not going to see it. And uh, all you have to do to uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel is go to harlowilliams.com, click on the YouTube subscribe button at the bottom of the homepage, and you're in. There's no charge, there's no fee, there's just... Every time I post a new clip of Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, you get to watch it for free. And by the way, we do it every Monday. It's a a four-hour epic movie that I shot independently. And it's twisted, it's bizarre, I call it the dumbest movie ever made. And uh, you get to watch it over the next year and a half, if you're so interested. So anyways, back to the letter... Uh, Andrew Wilson says, fudgy-wudgy greatness. Uh, Let's read his letter. Dear Harland, I do the majority of my listening and now watching in brackets from Shanghai and any other place I happen to be visiting in Asia for work. I know you have pavement pounders all over the world, but I just thought it might be nice for you to hear. That is great to hear. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it that someone could be on the other side of the world. And I'm sitting in my studio in California, and I'm reaching you. I'm making you laugh as you wander through the streets of Asia. That that blows my mind, actually. I love it. And do me a favor. Uh, spread the word. I'll, I'll make you my spokesperson. You'll be the pavement pounder spokesperson uh, for Asia. Spread the word over there on the Harlan Highway. Um, let's continue your letter here. It is also related to my opinion regarding one of your callers suggesting you leave your current events, discussions, and opinions off the podcast. I imagine you have had plenty of feedback on this, and I enjoyed hearing the female caller's response to the original dude. Okay, so it was a guy that that called in and left a message that said, I got to cut out talking about serious stuff, stick to the comedy. And I played the call, and and, uh, I got some some calls and letters from you guys saying, whoa, 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 we like the serious stuff too. So uh, let's continue uh, reading. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that as an expatriate residing in China, I've been exposed to such a wide variety of perspectives on geopolitical issues and interpretations of current events. With that being said, not only do I appreciate your views even if I disagree with some some points, but I wish there was more of it in your shows. I don't know how or where you get your news, but your points are certainly not a regurgitation of one particular side's view or the other. Well, that's true. I try to keep my opinions right up the middle so that I can let you guys form or pick your sides. Uh, I never want to be... I never want to be like a Bill Maher where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just following or towing a party line and blindly following one side or the other. To me, that's stupidity, even though I think Bill Maher's funny and has a good show. Let's continue the letter. It is your honest sentiments backed by your logic, which you often spend time illustrating for the listeners. I think it's great and engaging and often humorous at the same time. Well, thank you very much. I respect both caller's points, but want to say keep doing what you do and being yourself. I look forward to the highway connection to North America twice a week, opinions and all. Well, I can relate to that, Andrew. That, that's, that's so true. I lived in Germany for a year and a half at one point in my life. And that was pre-internet, pre-digital media, pre-cell phones. So when you lived on the other side of the world, you were pretty isolated from North America. And there was one little newsstand near where I worked that sold USA Today. And it was always like two, three days late. Actually, I think it was about a day late. And uh, so I'd get old news, you know, news that was a day old, but... I just felt so much comfort, and I so, I so much loved buying the USA Today, and they charged like five bucks a copy because they had to import it and courier it over to get it there in, in time. And I didn't care. I, I, it was like it was like my tentacle back to North America. And I just I loved it. I would I would read every word. I'd go through every page, even the articles I didn't like. I would I would read just because it it was my lifeline back to home. So I get it what you're saying, and and the fact that the Harlan Highway is kind of a a lifeline to you uh, warms my blood. That's fantastic. Um, thank you. Um, so let's see, where did I, now I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting off topic here. Uh, okay, here's the rest of the letter. Um, he, here's where the fudgy-wudgy-fudge part comes in right at the end. He goes, he continues, he says, I have watched the first three episodes of fudgy-wudgy-fudge face and can't wait for more. Well, thank you so much. That's the idea. You know, I put out five, six minutes of it a week, and, and it, it makes you want to come back for the next episode. Uh, six-minute trickles is almost torturous. I know, I know. I I put it out in little five- or six-minute segments. Uh, But, you know, the idea is to keep you engaged and keep you wanting more. And I'm glad to hear that in your situation uh, that works. You say to me, the movie is so silly, but the way it is shot makes it work. And then you wrote something in Chinese uh, I can't understand or read Chinese, so I'm just going to say squiggle, squiggle, slash, squiggle, square, squash, and translated, that's hong-dai, Tong And uh and that's it, he says, thank you, well, Andrew, thank you for your feedback, what a great uh, letter, awesome letter, and, uh, and uh, have fun over there in uh, Asia, be safe and keep watching Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. We will keep queuing it up for your amusement. And thank you for listening to the show. Spread the word in Asia. And uh, let's do one more letter before we close everything up. Oh, whoa, well, look at this. This is interesting. This letter actually just came in as I was doing this segment. So let's let's read this. This is this is a fresh, fresh letter just came in like three seconds ago as, as I was talking. As I was reading the other letter, this one just came through uh, in, in the email. So here we go. Uh, this is from Kyle Wright. And Kyle says uh, his subject is Samuel E. Quauk and Crowd Control 3. Okay, so Samuel E. Quauk is a character I do on the show who claims to be a wordsmith and a, 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 an author of romantic letters and fancies himself to be poetic and, and romantic, and he he comes on the show, and he reads these letters that, that usually take a very grisly turn, and it's anything but romantic. It's kind of horrific, and uh, he's he's quite the character. So let's read Kyle's letter. Uh, Harlan, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's just like a shot in the arm. That's what I'm talking about. Harlan, episode 600 brings my reluctant favorite, Samuel E. Quauk, to the show with another gem. That was a splendid rendition of another classic romance letter. Sorry I'm so behind on podcasts. I will never stray too far from the highway. Well, you better not, young fella. Or I will send uh, Larry Funlumps to trample you. Um... Topping each previous segment of Quoke's story, for example, falling into a foxhole with a severed arm, then being trampled by a herd of buffalo, then the lightning bolt, is about the funniest material around. Uh, well, thank you. The, the, you know, as I said, whenever he reads one of his letters about his exploits with his, his, his lady friends, they always seem to meet a tragic end. Uh, his girlfriends start, you know, sitting by a warm fire, uh, fireside, sipping wine, and the next thing you know, a, a taxidermied elk head falls off the wall and stabs them. So the uh, the the sto- the letters always kind of uh, spiral into this violent ending for whoever Samuel e. Quoak is with. Let's continue the letter. Uh, the laughing during the letter, whoever that is, makes it even more funny and fun to listen to as well. Um, so I guess what uh, Andrew's refer- Kyle is re- referring to is, you know, during me reading the letters, you can sometimes hear laughing, and that's me laughing. Sometimes I'm I'm saying things that are so ridiculous and mental that I can't contain my giggling and it causes me to laugh out loud in the middle of doing my bit. And, uh, and as much as I hate to break character, I sure do love to laugh. So so it's a double-edged sword and uh, <laughs> I'm glad you don't mind that sometimes I lose focus. Um, let's continue your letter. Please keep having him on. His letters make my life more enjoyable. yes. They're that impacting. Oh, well, how about that? Man, oh, man. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, And then Kyle closes out. He says, your Crowd Control 3 was just purchased too. Your crowd work is tops in the industry with Russell Peters. Thanks so much, friend. All the best. Yours truly, Kyle Wright in Vancouver. Well, thank you, Kyle. Crowd Control 3 is uh, a digital download that's available on the comedy page of my, uh, my my website. And basically, I do a lot of crowd work. I love to talk to the, the crowd and, and do stuff spur of the moment instantaneously with the audience. And uh, what I've done is I've recorded some of the best moments and put them together on a compilation album. And it's actually the third one I've done called Crowd Control 3. And if you want to get the download, it's an hour-long and it's an hour-long of hilarious, unpredictable, unexpected um, uh, stand-up comedy live in the moment dealing with drunks and hecklers and troublemakers at my live stand-up comedy shows. And it's, it's a really fun listen. I'm, I'm I'm sure you'll have a great laugh with it. People seem to love it, and uh, you can get it. I think it's only $1.99. So it's uh, the price of a chocolate bar. You can, uh, you can download Crowd Control 3 and and hopefully laugh your ass off and be live in the moment at these comedy clubs with yours truly. Uh, so yeah, it's on harlowilliams.com. Uh Go to my stand-up comedy stand-up tour uh, link and you can download Crowd Control 3. And that's the end of uh, Kyle's letter. He says, thank you, Kyle, thank you for a great letter, and thank you for your support. Thank you for your kind words uh, to both our, our uh, letter writers today. And uh, I'm sure Samuel E. Quauk, uh, will be showing up again soon. He's long overdue. Spring is in the air, and you know he's going to be out there romancing somebody very soon. So uh, if you guys want to write to me, you can write to me at harlanwilliams.com. And as I said, while you're there, uh, subscribe to the Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face movie by clicking on my YouTube subscription button at the bottom of the page. Uh, you can get uh, Crowd Control 3 uh, right there on, uh, on the comedy page. And check out my stand-up comedy special, uh, my, my tour, I should say. Uh, I don't have uh, anything going for the rest of March, but uh, come April, holy smokes. It's getting busy, folks. I'm going to be up in, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities, uh, April 9 through 11. Uh, then I'm going to be at the uh, Halifax Comedy uh, Festival, April 22nd, for one night only. That's a Wednesday. Then I'm going to be at Comics in Connecticut, uh, April 23rd to 25th. And then I'll be up in my home country of Canada. I'll be at Yuck Yucks in Ottawa, uh, April 30th to May 2nd. So check out my page, all the dates. You can actually purchase your tickets online. There's links to all the uh, clubs and, and the uh, payment methods. And we look forward to seeing you there, ladies and gurgle Uh That's all we have time for today. While you're at harlowilliams.com, check out our store. We have all kinds of other items for sale: T-shirts, books, CDs, DVDs, music—all kinds of great stuff. Um, and uh, what else could I tell you? Check out my my app, Fallopio. If you have a uh, if you have an Android uh, cell phone, please download uh, Fallopio. It's a great uh, action-packed video game you can play on your phone. If you go uh, to the the homepage of my website, you can snoop around and look at it, and it'll take you to the link where you can download. It's banned from Apple because it's so edgy. But if you have Android, you can uh, go ahead and get it. So that's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for, uh, thank you for um, listening. Please tell your friends about the highway. We want to get people, all kinds of people listening to the Harland Highway And uh, appreciate any help you can give us in making that happen. All right, that's it for now. Uh, Have a great one, and until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. (laughs)